Section 12 of Wheels, the Third Cycle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Beauty by Aldous Huxley. 1. There is a sea somewhere, whether in the lampless crypts of the earth, or among sunlit islands, or that which is an unfathomable and terrifying question between the archipelagos of stars. There is a sea and perhaps its tides have filled those green transparent pools that glint like eyes in a spring storm-cloud which is forever troubled and in travail a bubbling and a heaving up of waters as though for the birth of a fountain the sick and the crippled lie along the brims in expectation of the miracle and at last at last a funnel of white water is twisted up and so stands straight and still by the very speed of its motion it drinks the light slowly it is infused with colour rose and mother of pearl slowly it takes shape a heavenly body oh dazzling anadiomene the flakes of foam break into white birds about her head fall again in a soft avalanche of flowers perpetual miracle beauty endlessly born two steamers in all your travelling have you trailed the meshes of your long expiring white nets across this sea or dipped in it your sliding rail or balanced your shadow far far down upon its glass green sand or forgetting the preoccupations of commerce and the well-oiled predestination of your machinery did you ever put in at the real paphos three in the city of troy whither our argonautical voyages had carried us we found helen and that lamentable cressid who was to chaucer the feminine paradox untenably fantastic but so devastatingly actual the crystal ideal flawed and to shakespeare the inevitable troll flayed to show her physiological machinery and the logical conclusion of every the most heartrendingly ingenuous gesture of maidenhood but bless you our gorge doesn't rise we are cynically well up in the damning theory of woman which makes it all the more amusing to watch ourselves in the ecstatic practice of her unforeseen perversity fabulous helen at her firm breasts they used to mould delicate drinking cups which made the sourest vinegar richly poisonous the geometry of her body had utterly outwitted euclid and the philosophers were baffled by curves of a subtlety infinitely more elusive and eleusinian than the most oracular speculations of parmenides they did their best to make a coherent system out of the incompatible but empirically established facts of her time for instance was abolished within the circle of her arms it is eternity when her lips touch me paris had remarked and yet this same paris was manifestly and notoriously falling into a decline had lost whatever sense or beauty he once possessed together with his memory and all skill in the nine arts which are memory's daughters 
how was it then these perplexed philosophers wondered that she could at one and the same moment give eternity like a goddess while she was vampiring away with that divine thirsty mouth of hers the last dregs of a poor mortal life they sought an insufficient refuge in heraclitus theory of opposites meanwhile troilus was always to be found at sunset pacing up and down the walls by the western gate quite mad at dusk the greek campfires would blossom along xanthus banks one after another a myriad lights dancing in the dark as when the moon refulgent lamp of night o'er heaven's pure azure spreads her something light he would repeat the simile to himself but could never remember the correct epithets not that they mattered any more than anything else four there are fine cities in the world manhattan exbatna and hecatompylus but this city of troy is the most fabulous of them all rome with seven hills of butcher's meat athens an abstraction of marble in alexandria the steam of kidney puddings revolted the cenobites darkness and size rendered london inappreciable paris is full of sparrows the snow lies gritty on berlin moscow has no verisimilitude all the east is peopled by masts and apes and larvae but this city of troy is most of all real and fabulous with its charnel beauty is not helen the end of our search paradisal little world symbol and epitome of the great dawn sleeps in the transparent shadow of roses within her ear the stainless candour of infinity far-off peaks in summer in the milky way has taken marvellous form in her the little world has its meteors too comets in shadowy clouds of hair stars at whose glance men go planet struck meteors yes in history it has the past is still alive in the fragrance of her hair and her young body breathes forth memories as old as the beginning of life eros first of gods in her is the goal i rest here with helen fool i said quote your faustus i go further five further but a hundred lilliputian tethers prevent me the white nerves which tie soul to skin and the whole air is aching with epidermical magnetism further further but troy is the birthplace of my homesickness troy is more than a patriotism for it is built of my very flesh the remembrance of it is a fire that sticks and tears when i would pull it off but further one last look at troilus where he stands by the western gate staring over the plain further 
when i have learnt the truth i will return and build a new palace with domes less ominously like breasts and there i will invent a safer helen and a less paradoxical cressid and my harem will be a library for enlightenment six here are pagodas of diminishing bells the leopard sleeps in the depth of his rosy cavern and when he breathes it is a smell of irresistible sweetness in the bestiaries he is the symbol of christ and his sepulchre this listening conch has collected all the rumors of pantheism the dew in this veined cup is the sacrament of nature while these pale theorbals worship in the dark with yellow lamps and incense everywhere alchemical profusion the golden mintage of glades and ripples vigils of passion enriched with silver under the fingers of the moon everywhere lavishness color music the smoothness of machinery incredible and fantastic ingenuities god has lost his half hunter in the desert but we have not come to worship among these gothic beeches for all their pillars and the lacework of their green windows we are looking for other things than churches seven trees the half fossilized exuberances of a passionate life petrified fountains of intemperance with their abolition begins the realm of reason geometry lines and planes smooth edges the ordered horror of perspectives in this country there are pavements bright and sleek as water the walls are precipices to which giants have nailed a perpetual cataract of marble the fringes of the sky are scalloped with a pattern of domes and minarets at night too the down-struck lamps are pyramids of phantom green and the perfect circle they make upon the pavement is magical look over the parapet of the acropolis the bridges go dizzily down on their swaying catenaries the gulls flight chained fast the walls drop clear into the valley all the millions of basalt blocks calcined into a single red monolith fluted with thirstily shining organ-pipes which seem forever wet there are no crevices for moss and toad flax and even the claws of the yellow lichen slip on its polished flanks the valley is all paved and inlaid with rivers of steel no trees for they have been abolished glorious unnature cries the watcher at the parapet his voice launches into the abyss following the curve of the bridges glorious unnature we have triumphed but his laughter as it descends is like a flight of broken steps eight let us abandon ourselves to time which is beauty's essence we live among the perpetual degenerations of apotheosis sunset dissolves into soft gray snow and the deep ocean of midnight 
boundless as forgetfulness or some yet undiscovered pacific contracts into the green puddle of the dawn the flowers burn to dust with their own brightness on the banks of ancient rivers stand the pitiful stumps of huge towers and the ghosts of dead men straining to return into life the woods are full of the smell of transience beauty then is that moment of descent when apotheosis tilts its wings downwards into the gulf the ends of the curve lose themselves parabolically somewhere in infinity our sentimental eyes see only the middle section of this degeneration knowing neither the upper nor the lower extremes which some have thought to meet godhead and annihilation old curiosity shops if i have said mortality is beauty it was a weakness the sense of time is a symptom of anemia of the soul through which flows angelic ichor we must escape from the dust of the shop cloistered darkness and sleep offer us their lotuses not to perceive where all is ugly eaten into by the syphilis of time heart sickening this is beauty not to desire where death is the only consummation wisdom night is a measureless deep silence daybreak brings back the fetid gutters of the town o oh, supreme beauty of a night that knows no limitations stars or the jagged edges of cock crowing desperate my mind has desired it never my blood whose pulse is a rhythm of the world at the other extreme beatrice lacks solidity is as unresponsive to your kisses as mathematics she too is an oubliette not a ray of life an oubliette that admittedly shoots you upwards into light not down to death but it comes to the same thing in the end what then is the common measure to take the world as it is but metaphorically informing the chaos of nature with a soul qualifying transience with eternity when flowers are thoughts and lonely poplars fountains of aspiring longing when our actions are the poem of which all geographies and architectures in every science in all the unclassed individual odds and ends are the words when even helen's white voluptuousness matches some candor of the soul then it will have been found the permanent and living loveliness it is not a far-fetched dear-bought gem no pomander to be smelt only when the crowd becomes too stinkingly insistent it is not a birth of rare oboes or violins not visible only from ten to six by state permission at a nominal charge not a thing richly apart but an ethic a way of belief and of practice 
of faith and works. Medieval in its implication with the very threads of life. I desire no Paphian cloister of pink monks, rather a rosy brotherhood of common life, eating, drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, taking and taken in adultery, reading, thinking, and when thinking fails, feeling immeasurably more subtly, sometimes perhaps creating. Arduous search for one who is chained by his desires to dead carcasses, whose eyes are dimmed with tears by the slow, heart-breaking twilights, full of old family ghosts laid in lavender, whose despair cries out for opiate and anodyne, craving gross sleep or a place on the airy, unsupported pinnacles which hang in the sterile upper chambers of ether. Von Trotter, head in air. Your centaurs are your only poets. Their hoofs strike sparks from the flints, and they see both very near and immensely far. End of section.